This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to an extended episode of Headlines, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, May the 23rd, 2022. The content just keeps on rolling with us here at Front Row Material as we bring you a daily podcast that gives you all the latest news and headlines in the world of professional wrestling as it pertains to everything on social media platforms and on the various wrestling websites. So with that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. From our good friends over at E-Wrestling News, Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour. Pat McAfee didn't know about Sasha Banks and Naomi's suspension until it was airing live on TV. While WWE SmackDown commentator did not know Sasha Banks and Naomi had been suspended until it was happening live on TV with Michael Cole by his side. Last night's Friday's show, Cole announced that the pair had been indefinitely suspended after their walkout during last week's Monday Night Raw. 
Banks and Naomi left Raw over creative differences, forcing WWE to change their plans for that night's main event for the two title programs. Now, with that being said, Banks and Naomi left Raw once again after they had creative differences and entered John Laurinaitis' office and left the tag team belts before walking out. Now, on Pat McAfee's show, the WWE commentator said his reaction on SmackDown was completely genuine as he had no idea the pair had been suspended. He would go on to say, I have no idea what to think at that point. I have no clue. This is very fascinating. They kept me out of the loop on everything. McAfee chuckled that the world reacted to his reactions because he was actually fascinated by the news as well. If you'd like to find out more about it, you can check out Pat McAfee on social media on Twitter at Pat McAfee Show, and he discusses all of the details regarding when he found out and how he felt once he discovered that they would be suspended. Let's go ahead and let's keep the headlines rolling at this hour. Let's talk a little AEW. Serena Deeb discusses the state of AEW's women's division. Ryan Clark is writing in this hour, AEW star Serena Deeb was a recent guest on Under the Ring with Phil Strum podcast and commented on AEW's women's division and the camaraderie they have in the division and so much more. Now, on AEW's women's division as a whole, there's a lot of chatter about it nowadays. Tony has his hands on the pulse of everything that's happening in wrestling. He's been doing so much with the women's division. We're really in a good spot now. We're acquired recently Tony Storm, who's a great wrestler, and there are people who have untapped potential within the next upcoming years. They're going to surface as main contenders. There's a lot of young talent there from the Nightmare Factory and Dustin Rhodes' school in Texas. They're training people the right way. We also have our own in Orlando at Universal Studios where we do our dark tapings. Everybody wants to help each other grow. What more could you ask for? Your division is only going to get better when everyone else wants to help each other out. There's where other companies and ours differ. Everyone's in a different chapter of their life, but what's it been like for us? Well, some are a little bit more divided, but we are definitely not that. We are not selfish. Now, on the camaraderie in the women's division, Deeb would go on to say, and I quote, What we have here in AEW is a lot of sisterhood. That reminds me of my years in Shimmer. Everybody was like, we want to make this the best show we can. Now, Shimmer built a reputation on being women's evolution when it came to pro wrestling. I have a feeling that I get the same vibes, and others do, from Shimmer that we have in AEW right now. Just everyone wants to be the best, and we want to make our division as competitive as possible. And competition is good. The competition here is very good. I try not to compare us to any other companies and any other women's divisions. Some people get stuck in that trap. For me, I can tell you right now, is our division growing? Yeah. Wrestling fans can see it. Now, it's not a knock that we're not there yet, but we're always getting there. We're always getting a little bit better. Are we the best? Well, there's a lot of chatter on social media about who the best is as well. I just want everyone to enjoy our product. If you'd like to hear more about what Serena Deeb had to say about not only AEW, but her feelings on the women's movement in pro wrestling, check out the article that is trending right now over at eWrestling News. Lance Archer wants a new dream match. Lance Archer drops a dream match for the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view that's going to be happening. Lance Archer may not have nothing booked right now at Double or Nothing, but he's still looking to be added to the card. Archer was recently interviewed with NBC Sports Boston, and he looked back on his time in New Japan. 
Then he went on to say, That's the crazy thing, because I've worked with New Japan for nine years. So to say, is there a dream match? I've pretty much had them all. I don't know if there's anybody specifically I'd have a dream match with these days, because again, I've already had a chance to work with everyone. I'm wearing... Suzuki Gun's outfit right now. I'm a Suzuki Gun forever. So the possibility of teaming up with him or even going at it with him one-on-one -on -one at Forbidden Door. I think that would be a lot of fun for myself and the fans. We got together to tag team against Moxley and Eddie Kingston when we were at Arthur Ashe in New York. It was an amazing experience. But the Forbidden Door... I think it's already sold out, close to 15,000 tickets, and I don't think one match has been announced yet, so fans are clamoring for it, but I'd be up for a match, I think it would be a lot of fun. I'll throw out the possibilities of any other dream matches, people want to see me in as well. Also, Minoru Suzuki came up as well. Brody King fought Minoru Suzuki at New Japan's Capital Collision, so they had a battle, so why not Suzuki Gun versus House of Black? He says that would be cool. If you'd like to find out more about what Lance Archer has to say and what his plans are coming up for The Forbidden Door, definitely check out E-Wrestling News. AEW is making more headlines. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. AEW or nothing, AEW double or nothing, is set to air in selected theaters across the country. Now, All Elite Wrestling has announced that this Sunday's double or nothing pay-per-view event will be airing in select theaters nationwide. Now, the company is partnering with Joe Hand Promotions to air the event in several AMC and Sinmark theaters in 41 states. Now, there's the official statement below. AEW and Johan Promotions bringing Double or Nothing pay-per-view to selected theaters on Sunday, May the 29th. All Elite Wrestling, in partnership with Johan Promotions, is bringing a highly anticipated pay-per-view Double or Nothing live from Las Vegas, Nevada, on Sunday, May the 29th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, this will be emanating from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. The high-octane live event will feature championship bouts and incredible matchups across the board. Here are some of the matches. First, we will have the buy-in match, Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. Death Triangle, which is Pac, Penta Oscuro, and Ray Phoenix, will be going against the House of Black, which consists of Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. The Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, will be taking on the Hardys, Matt and Jeff. Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals, that's still be determined right now. Since we do not know who that is going to be, we still have Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite, and then Friday's episode of AEW programming on TNT. Men's Owen Hart, once again, it's going to be Adam Cole versus the winner of the Kyle O'Reilly Samoa Joe match. The Anarchy in the Arena, the Jericho Appreciation Society versus John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Santana Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. The TBS Championship will be on the line. Jade, Jade Cargo will be taking on Anna Jay. AEW World Tag Team Champions Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus will be taking on Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. The AEW Women's Championship will be on the line. Thunder Rosa versus Serena D and the AEW World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. Adam Hangman Page will be taking on CM Punk. If you'd like more information on this, go ahead and cruise on over to AEW Wrestling, but Ryan Clark has all the information trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. Now, let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit more about the big news that's heading right now. 
That is happening in WWE. Now, Ryan Clark is also writing in this hour, Edge teases AJ Styles to join the Judgment Day program that they're having currently over in WWE. Now, Edge continues to tease new members of his new faction called Judgment Day. Today, it's AJ Styles' turn to be speculated. The Rated R Superstar has previously teased Paige, Finn Balor, Liv Morgan, Corey Graves, Tommaso Ciampa as well for the faction, but nothing has been 100% confirmed. Now, you can take out the latest of it on WWE Playlist, where you will find out all the information on that. Also, don't forget, check out WWE Monday Night Raw tonight, which will be airing at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the USA Network. All right, let's talk a little DDP. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. DDP reveals which AEW double or nothing match he has the most interest in right now. During the latest edition of his DDP Snake Pit podcast, Diamond Dallas Page has commented on this Sunday's AEW double or nothing pay-per-view, which match he has the most interest in right now on MJF versus Wardlow. There's no way I can miss that match because I want to see what they'll come up with. There's no hot shotting about any of this. This is a three-year story that is culminating and this is going to be something to see. On Wardlow's cage match with Cody Rhodes in February of 2020, this is what Paige had to say. When he first got there, I met him at the Nightmare Factory. He was a great kid, referring to Wardlow. Cody, he said, this guy is going to be one of the biggest baby faces in the business. No one even knows who he is yet. He's not Wardlow yet, and someone's going to have to take an interest in him, and it's going to be us. He then proved to us how much he could work and how great of a match he could have with Cody. And then Cody went off the top of the cage and did the moonsault. Man, the kid has got some working in him right now. You know he's going to be there. That's when he totally got elevated when he worked with Cody. He's really got something, and it's going to be interesting to see what his next test is going to be in the form of MJF. Now, on waiting to see what goes down, Paige would go on to say, I don't care what else happens on the card, not to take away from anybody else, but that's the one I'm tuning in for because I'm connected to it. But also as a wrestling fan, I'm connected and I want to know. I want to see what's going to happen. I want to see who brings their A-game. Who knows when to back off and who knows when to go ahead and bring it and how they're going to dance together. I think he and Max are going to have a hell of a show, Paige continued. The whole pay-per-view card from top to bottom looks really good. The one thing I'm looking at, once again, more than anything else, is going to be that match. If you'd like to find out more about what Diamond Dallas Page had to say about the upcoming match between Wardlow and MJF, head on over to E-Wrestling News, and Ryan Clark has that story right now trending. Let's talk a little WWE. Ryan Clark is writing in that Paul Heyman reacts to Drew McIntyre being the next in line for a championship match against Roman Reigns. During a recent interview with Sports Key to Wrestling, Paul Heyman commented on Roman Reigns' incredible championship run so far and Drew McIntyre being the next one in line to meet the head of the table for the championship. Now, on Drew McIntyre being next for Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman would go to say, and I quote, It appears that Drew McIntyre thinks that he is next. Drew McIntyre is very capable. You're the only as great as the challenger allows you to look. The problem for Drew is, and I said this to Roman several years ago on Monday Night Raw, is that during a period when he was the big dog, he had to achieve more on his own admissions to become the tribal chief. Now, Drew McIntyre, he's the right guy at the right place, 
but it's the wrong time because the only time right now is the history of the tribal chief. Drew McIntyre would go ahead and wipe out most of the division, but Drew McIntyre would likely be unfit to be the heavyweight champion. And Drew McIntyre would have a chance to go down as the greatest of all time if it wasn't for the tribal chief. You can find out more about what Paul Heyman has to say about the upcoming feud between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns if you cruise on over right now to eWrestling News. Kurt Angle is making news today. Ryan Clark is writing in. Kurt Angle says he has an A&E documentary in the works right now with WWE. During the latest edition of his Kurt Angle show podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle announced that he will be getting his own A&E documentary. Additionally, Angle commented on his first book entitled It's True, It's True and more. There's so many things that Kurt talked about on the show. Now, specifically when it comes to the documentary and when it's coming out. I have a documentary coming out. It's going to be on A&E on August the 28th. After the documentary, I'm going to start my book. It will be my second one. Now, Angle also commented on his first book. The first book I probably wrote shouldn't have done it in the particular point that I did. The reason why I did it was that, well, nobody else would do it. Stone Cold, The Undertaker, The Rock, no one was going to be doing a book back then. And then Vince McMahon came to me and said, hey, how, uh, I know you've started out in this business, but how about you write your own book, your Olympic career? I was like, Maybe I should wait a few years before I do something like this. Maybe get my pro wrestling career a little bit further laid out a lot longer. Well, the longer I waited, the more I started thinking about a book. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to jump out there and get it done. If you'd like to find out more what Kurt Angle has to say, not only about his book and his new upcoming book, go ahead and check out the article Ryan Clark has trending right now over at eWrestling News. Ryan Clark is also writing at this hour, Powerhouse Hobbs reacts to getting high praise from a pro wrestling legend. Now, during a recent appearance on the Wrestling Perspective podcast, AEW star Powerhouse Hobbs commented on getting some high praise from pro wrestling legend Butch Reed prior to his passing last year, changing his name from Will to Powerhouse and so much more. Now, on how Butch Reed's praise affected him. I was dropping my son Bam Bam off at preschool one morning, and we were at a red light, and I get this Instagram tag. You know, Butch Reed has an Instagram account, and he tagged me in one of his pictures. And this is the new powerhouse, he said. I geeked out. I loved it so very much. I sent a message to him, and then he replied back to me. We exchanged phone numbers, but we actually never got the chance to speak with one another. We only chatted through Instagram messages. I told by him that he was a huge fan of mine, and it was an honor because I had loved what he had done with WCW, and I actually had owned his Doom figures. It meant the world to me to have some form of a relationship, especially since he had then passed away. I was in the Dallas airport when it happened. His son sent me a heartfelt message. He said, you know, his dad wasn't able to speak, but when he saw me in the ring, he just smiled. If you'd like to read more about the relationship between Powerhouse Hobbs and the pro wrestling legend that sent him that one message that changed everything, go ahead and check over the article right now trending at E Wrestling News. 
Ruby Soho is making news as well, according to Ryan Clark. Now, during a recent interview with PW Insider, AEW star Ruby Soho commented on AEW bringing in the legacy of Owen Hart into the company and why it's a beautiful thing. Now, on Owen Hart's legacy that has been brought into AEW, Ruby would go on to say, I thought it was a beautiful thing, and you know, knowing our roster, and especially respect we have for Owen and the Hart family, we're going to leave it all out there in the ring, like we're doing everything we could to bring the legacy of Owen Hart back into AEW. You know, we work a little bit lighter card, but we're actually proud of the work that we do, and we're proud that his family is a part of this. So I'm insanely honored, and I love the fact that all of it, all the men and the women, are getting so hard working in this tournament. It was really something beautiful to be a part of, to participate, and know that hopefully you'll be representing the world and you will be representing him in his honor and his family. It's truly an honor that I think, you know, seeing these matches take place and now being in the quarterfinals and pre-qualifying for matches and everything, it just means so much to me, so much to his memory. If you'd like to find out more about what Ruby Soho had to say about Owen Hart and competing in the women's tournament for the Owen Hart Cup, go ahead and check out the article that is trending right now over at eWrestling News. Ryan Clark is writing in, because Ryan Clark's a busy man. Jeff Jarrett discusses the biggest differences between working for WCW and WWE. During the latest edition of My World podcast with Jeff Jarrett, Jeff commented on the biggest differences in working for WCW and the WWE, Bret Hart's run in WCW, and so much more. Let's go ahead and let's talk about his feelings on Bret Hart's run in WCW first. I wonder if Bret is going to remember this story because it definitely jarred my memory thinking about it. It was at a taping, and it was somehow, somewhere. We were dressing close to one another, and we kind of just sat down. It was one of those moments where I just said, well, what do you think? And he just kind of looked at me. I remember telling him about when I left the WWF for the first time in 1995 when my contract expired and I came down. The business was red hot, the NWO was taking off, Nitro was kicking ass, and it was really starting to crank up. But during 1996-97, I had my run there, and I had gone on and do some other interviews, and I wasn't working with them. It's a different environment up in WWE. It's a corporate environment. There are so many things that are happening right now. The right hand sometimes doesn't always talk to the left hand. PR is different as well. It's more of a corporate environment, period. Now, on the issues how WCW was managed, this is what Jeff had to say. I had that brief but kind of detailed conversation with Brett again. Now, I don't want to say Brett was checked out. It's just, I think the realization that this isn't WWE by any stretch of the imagination and the lack of attention to detail in so many ways was so obvious in WCW. We were not only disappointed, but it was just like, well, all we can do is what we can do. We can only take care of what we can take care of. But the conversation was there, and Brett is a professional, and he busted his ass and did everything he could in WCW. We both knew a corporate-run wrestling industry is a very, very difficult thing to be a part of. If you'd like to read more about what Jeff Jarrett had to say, read the article that is trending right now over at eWrestling News with wrestling journalist extraordinaire Ryan Clark. All right, more news is trending right now. Let's talk a little Lana. The former WWE superstar makes over $20,000 in less than 24 hours 
for her uncensored photos in her risque content. Former WWE superstar CJ Perry, also known as Lana, is already making a killing off her exclusive uncensored content that will be posted to her new website. As reported earlier on eWrestling News, Lana announced that she'd been posting some uncensored photos and risque content on her website, cjperry.com. According to a report from Wrestling World, the former WWE superstar made almost $20,000 in subscriptions in just 24 hours. Now, Perry took to Twitter earlier to post a very sexy video thanking her fans. You want to see the video? Go on over and follow her on Twitter at the CJ Perry. So many things are happening in the world of wrestling. Let's go ahead and let's keep the headlines rolling right now. Let's talk a little bit about theory. Now, formerly known as Austin Theory, but now just simply going by the name Theory. Theory reveals what Steve Austin told him before the WrestleMania 838 segment. During a recent appearance on After the Bell with Corey Graves' podcast, Theory commented on being stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 38, what Austin told him prior to them going out for the segment and more. Now, on meeting Steve Austin at WrestleMania 38 and being stunned by him, he would go on to say, and I quote, For me that day, there was literally so much going on. I think the thing that set it all for me was meeting Stone Cold Steve Austin, meeting him in the back, and we were just getting off a golf cart. They were riding him around. Before he got on, I was like, hey, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Austin. He went to shake my hand and said, very nice to meet you. I'll be seeing you later tonight. I was like, wait, what? So as soon as I heard that, I walked in. I couldn't believe what was going on. I was looking at everyone. Later, we ended up in the gorilla position together, and I found out everything that was going to happen. This was going to be the night. I have the stunner to sell, but I have been going and a big fan of his for a long time. I knew I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to tell everybody out there and show them what we were going to do. It was going to be great. Let's go ahead and let's continue on with the headlines. Remember, if you're enjoying this podcast each and every day, we have news that is trending all over the world, social media, and the various wrestling websites. This is what we call headlines. Ryan Clark is also writing in this hour. Tony Khan reacts to Brian Danielson's leg getting trapped after... AEW Rampage went off the air. Now, many of you know, if you follow social media, that Brian Danielson's leg got caught between the ring apron and the stage from the AEW Rampage set. Now, what happened? Many people thought it was a work. Some people thought it was a shoot. Let's find out what Tony Khan had to say. As seen on the conclusion of AEW Rampage, Brian Danielson got his leg caught between the elevated ramp and the ring. All Elite Wrestling later posted a video of the incident showing multiple talent and staff members trying to free him. Now, AEW President Tony Khan took to Twitter to comment on the incident, saying the following. After Rampage's main event in a brawl with I Am Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Kingston Santana Ortiz, Brian Danielson's foot got trapped between the ring and the ramp. This is why fighting from the bell is so dangerous, and sometimes after the bell, it's discouraged. Thank you, AEW wrestlers and staff who helped break up the wild brawl after tonight's Rampage main event. 
Plus, thank you for pitching in to push back the ring so we could safely get Brian's leg out from danger. Brian Danielson is said to be okay, and he is fine after the incident. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more of Tony Khan's comments, follow him on Twitter at Tony Khan, T-O-N-Y-K-H-A-N. All right, let's go ahead and let's keep it rolling here. Now, Tennille Dashwood. Let's talk a little Tennille Dashwood. She joins the cast of a film that stars several pro wrestling talent. Former WWE superstar Tennille Dashwood, also known as Emma, has joined the cast of The Charisma Killers. Now, writer-director Michael Matteo Rossi took to Twitter on Sunday to announce that the current Impact Wrestling star will be joining Vanessa Angel, Vernon Wells, Jordan James Smith, Chris Moss, Jessica McKay, and Brian Pillen Jr. as the names starring in the film. The film is being described as the follows. When the old mentor of seven killers finds out he has terminal cancer, he gives them all an opportunity at this fortune to prove themselves for one night, only to extract revenge. If you'd like to find out more of the news that she has posted, follow her on social media. And you can also follow Michael Matteo Rossi as well on social media, specifically on Twitter, and find out more. All right, let's keep things rolling here. Interesting news coming out of the world of wrestling is always surprising, but sometimes it's a little revealing. Ryan Clark writing in at this hour, new photos of Trish Stratus, Nikki Bella, Zelina Vega and Mandy Rose without any makeup and a Carmella sighting. Now, right now, as usual on Sunday, WWE.com has posted this week's top 25 Instagram photos of the week gallery, and let's go ahead and let's talk about them. Some of this week's picks include Carmella, Sasha, Sarah Schreiber, Zelina Vega, Sonya Deville, Corey Graves, MVP Omos, and so many more people. Now, you can check out the photos. This is the ladies when they don't have makeup on. This is something that I think a lot of people will definitely be interested in seeing. The WWE female superstars are not only larger than life, but they are absolutely beautiful. But the beautiful thing about this is you get to see them with and without makeup. If you want to check out all these interesting images, go ahead to eWrestling News and check out Ryan Clark's article that is trending over at this hour. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit of Ric Flair. Many people are talking about Ric Flair and his upcoming retirement match that's going to be happening with Jim Crockett Promotions at StarCast 5 in Nashville. Wrestling Inc. and Matthew Wilkinson is reporting at this hour. Popular podcast host Conrad Thompson believes that the popularity of Ric Flair has never dropped in pop culture despite his controversial Dark Side of the Ring episode that aired last year. Now, Thompson recently spoke with Wrestling Inc. manager Nick Hausman on the Wrestling Inc. Daily Podcast regarding Flair's decision to return to the ring for one more match. The Nature Boy is going to be competing during Thompson's StarCast 5 event, and they're going to re-erect Jim Crockett Promotions for just one night. Now, the announcement that Flair will be turning to the ring has seen a lot of criticism from fans and those in the business world who are worried that the former WWE Hall of Famer about his health. There's also some people who don't want to see him back in the ring, specifically because of his behavior on the Dark Side of the Ring episode that aired last year about the infamous plane ride from hell. Now, this brought up some negative stories about the Nature Boy, including him exposing himself to a flight attendant as she alleged forcing her to touch his genitals. 
Now, when it comes to this, many people feel like the Ric Flair match is more of a publicity stunt than anything else. As we found out recently, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat has backed out of tagging with Ric Flair. Who is going to fill in for that spot? We're just going to have to find out, but continue to follow Wrestling Inc. on all the details. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour about Stephanie McMahon. For those of you who follow all the various wrestling websites and social media, Stephanie McMahon took to Twitter to announce that she's taking a leave of absence. It's been several days since Stephanie McMahon floored the wrestling world by announcing a leave of absence from her post as WWE Chief Brand Officer. Now, many questions remain regarding what led her to this decision to take some time off, and from the family company at that. While there is still no definitive answer, the picture that we have seen posting on social media has become very clear. A brand new report from PW Insider describes Stephanie's last year as really rough, citing health struggles with her husband, WWE EVP, Global Talent Strategy, and Development Triple H. As Stephanie noted in her initial announcement, it appears that she's taking time off to focus on her family. It's widely known that Triple H was forced to take a step back from his official duties at WWE following a major cardiac event that happened last fall. Now, that ultimately forced him to announce his retirement from in-ring competition before WrestleMania. Now, a report from Fightful Select last week stated that the former 14-time world champion had recently returned to WWE offices now on a full-time, albeit with dramatically difficult duties falling before him. Now, as for who will be stepping in for Stephanie's role, PW Insider also noted that WWE President Nick Khan will be taking over Stephanie's duties, with other higher-ups assisting him. However, sources have said that this is a short-term plan, and it is believed that it eventually will hire someone full-time to hold down the new position. Now, Stephanie has had a difficult time because the recent layoffs with WWE included major components to her team that she was working with. Is this something that she's getting burned out, or could this mean that she might be making a change in her life as it reports to WWE? We're just going to have to find out. We'll find out more. All right, that's going to do it for our bonus edition of Headlines. Guys, if you enjoy the show, continue to follow us on all forms of social media. Follow me on Twitter at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Hit me with a DM. Tag me in a post. I'd love to talk wrestling with anyone. Let me know. Do you like the NWA? Do you like TNA, Impact Wrestling? Do you like New Japan or AEW? Or are you a diehard WWE fan? Whatever flavor is best for you, I'd love to talk about it. Like I said, hit me up, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. That's going to do it for our bonus edition of Headlines. Have a great night, and we'll catch you tomorrow. The world of NLW Radio never stops.